Okay, now, now that we discussed that. Oh my god, yep, I knew this was going to happen. My mom's calling me. <laughs> some movies rule and some movies rock. Some movies win awards, but these ones do not. Some movies that are made are not up to par. We're going to talk about them on one star. Hello, and welcome to another episode of One Star, a bad movie podcast. I'm Lauren. And I'm Quinn. And uh, if you're not familiar, um, <laughs> it's the concept is pretty self-explanatory, but we go in the depths of Netflix and we find really just awful movies that, uh, you know, normally have like one pseudo-celebrity in them, and then we talk about them. So, so this week, we um, have a crossover to our first episode. Yeah, we're going to try and do this for as long as we can. It might even stop here. <laughs> this might be the only one. <laughs> but uh, this, we tried to kind of like, I don't know, tra- like use a train? Train's not a good... So, so we, we were thinking about having some sort of connection between like each movie we watched and the next. Yeah. Let's just say indefinitely, not indefinitely, but okay. So we <laughs> <laughs> we wanted a connection uh, with this movie from the last movie, and the connection is Joel Courtney, right? That's his name. I, I didn't. So. I didn't care enough to look it up. Um, Joel Courtney was Lee from the Kissing Booth. If you watched our last, well, not watch. If you listened to our last episode. Um, he was in the kissing booth. He's also the star of this movie. Um, so yeah, there's like a yeah. He's the connector between the two movies. It's it's the I have one comment about him, and that's wait. Like, did we say what the title of the movie is yet? Oh, you know that's a good <laughs> good idea. So we watched <laughs> F the. I almost called it the kissing booth again. We watched F the prom, which is which... also on Netflix. Um, yes, it's on Netflix. Um, it's also, I think it's technically, it's kind of like the whole cock block, like blockers, cock blockers thing. <laughs> I, I forgot about that movie. I was like, <laughs> why is she talking about cock blocking all of a sudden? <laughs> no, the movie Blockers, which it, it's technically kind of called cock blockers, um, just like this movie is technically called Fuck the Prom. If you look on IMDb, it has different uh, symbols to put fuck. I believe, yeah, there. I believe it's it's not fuck the prom. It's um, F um, star ampersand percentage. The prom. The prom. <laughs> yes. Um, it came out in 2017. I don't know. On Netflix, it said it was rated TVMA, which. No, the fuck it is not. <laughs> I counted the amount of F-words, and there were 21. Really? Yes. I, honestly, I didn't... I know the F-word is in the title, but I don't remember hearing it once. Eight, 18 of those times were specifically the sentence, fuck the prom. <laughs> wow. I just was not paying as much attention as I should have been. There was three going into, like, the last... Uh, maybe ten minutes. <laughs> well, the the I was kind. Of, the movie had lost me by then. See, I felt that this was there. There were going to be lots of f bombs when within like the first ten minutes. There's like a time where uh, the one girl walks up and goes, "Oh fuck," 
And it was, like, so, like, it, like, caught me off guard because I was like, whoa. It was, like, not a necessary use of, like, a hard swear word like that. Um, so I was like, oh, I'm sure this is going to get way more intense later. Um, and it did. It's real it did. intense. If you count just the sheer amount of uh, F words. Um, IMDb, see, like, the kissing booth, we were like, whoa. Uh, it had like over a six star rating on IMDb. This one has four point three. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, some movies we review for this, they're gonna be bad, but like the fun bad. Some movies are just plain bad and not even fun to watch. This one is somehow both of that. <laughs> it it is. I was like trying to think before we logged, before we uh, called each other to record. I was trying to think what. I'm going to rate it at the end, and I don't know yet because I can't decide if this is an enjoyable watch or not. <laughs> it's it's two different movies. There's a sudden shift in the amount of fun this movie has right in the middle, and then it ends in a completely different tone. And it, it never comes back. Um, the... I <laughs> Once again, very embarrassingly... Netflix also gave me this uh, five stars. <laughs> um, actually, it was like four and like point nine because the one corner of the star wasn't filled in. Because <laughs> they, they knew you wouldn't like the end. <laughs> yeah, they're like um, almost uh, the whole thing. It has the celebrities that are in it. We're really lowering... See, the first episode we started off with Molly Ringwald. This one, we are really lowering our standards for what we consider a celebrity. <laughs> I think for this one, if we add up the vaguely famous people together, it equals one famous person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, they're... Well, Joel Courtney is from The Kissing Booth. Uh, is he famous? I, I He's not famous there. at all. Um, the main girl is... Uh, Danielle Campbell, who was in a movie that came out in, like, 2012, just called Prom. I kind of want to watch that. I I went and saw it in theaters. <gasps> did you really? I did. I don't... The one... I Maybe we can watch that next, if we can find it. Um, but I don't remember if it was how bad it was, but the one guy from Sky High was in it. Oh. <gasps> You Not the main guy, guy, the guy who glows, I think. That's even... I love that guy. The really, Yeah, right? The really yeah, tall Yeah, he's great. He's, he's awesome. So great. We he love him. He was also in... Um, he was in some other show that didn't last very long. The 10 Things I Hate About You show, I think, maybe? He, he's in this movie. I, I, I forget what it's called also, but he's in a different movie. I thought you were I saying liked. he was in this movie. I was like, no, he wasn't. No, <laughs> no he's um, in a different movie on Netflix that I really liked. I don't remember her being in it, but she was in it, apparently. And she's also the star of the Disney Channel original movie, Starstruck. So, have Which you seen is good. that one? It's good. It's objectively <laughs> good. I you, loved it. I rewatched it semi-recently, and I couldn't finish it. <laughs> is it did, it? did it not hold up? It didn't I haven't hold seen up. it in a while. Semi-recently meaning, like, a year or two ago, maybe. Mm-hmm. I like put it on. It was on Netflix, and I was like, "Oh, I'll put that on when I was doing homework." And I was like, "I just can't focus on this at all." I also didn't like her in that movie either. That's fair. Um, 
most notably, I think, is Madeline Pesh. Pesh? Yeah, Pesh. Um, who plays Cheryl on Riverdale. Um, which, by the way, I'm just going to refer to her from this movie as Cheryl because I just can never remember what her character name was. <laughs> it, so it was she she's an Eminem. She's an Eminem, but I'm like, oh, it's Maddie and whatever. Other um, vaguely famous people that are in it, we have Ian Ziering, most famous, to me at least, for Sharknado. We have Sherry O'Terry, which it kind of hurt me that she's in there because she, she yeah. used to be on SNL. Yeah, and, she and might be the most high up, I think. Diamond White was in it, who's famous to me because I am a huge American X Factor fan. <laughs> and she was on Britney Spears' team, and she was great. The one, the girl that played the principal was in the nanny. Oh, I, she did look familiar. Yeah, I yeah, I just found that out on IMDb. And then Richard Carn from uh, Home Improvement. And there was like a famous YouTuber, Lily Singh. She's in it, and I guess she's big on YouTube. Which we can start to talk about. This is wait. But also, I mean, we're going to get to it later, but also Luke Billick, I think is how you say his name, was on uh, Degrassi for like five years. Oh, yeah, because they made that Degrassi joke. They made that joke. Because the whole movie, I was like, this guy looks vaguely familiar. And I kept thinking, it was like, maybe because he like kind of looks like Taylor Lautner. And then they made a Degrassi joke, like, someone mentioned Degrassi, and he said, like, ew, gross, don't mention that show, or something. And I was like, oh, that's the guy from Degrassi! <laughs> um, yeah, but so if you add up all those people that, into one, you get a, like a, a famous person. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so but yeah. speaking of YouTube, um, this is pretty much a YouTube original movie, is what I would refer to <laughs> as... It that probably was... premiered on YouTube because I don't know where else the hell <laughs> this aired. It's made by um, the Fine Brothers, who um, are most famous for their like kids react videos. I think. Right, and like they I... have writer credits for that. Like, what did you write? Couldn't tell you the questions. Like, kid listens to this song. I don't know. I do like their like guess the song videos. I, those are fun to play play along with. When I see them sometimes when, like, my mom shares them on Facebook. They both came up with the story and wrote the screenplay. They hired one female to help out, which I assume, based on the entire movie, I feel like they just didn't let her have any input. (laughs) (laughs) I, I did a little research, and I have a very important fact I need to share with you. What's up? The Fine Brothers were homeschooled and did not go to high school. <laughs> Doesn't it all make sense now? Oh my god. <laughs> like this is just a moment of clarity for me. <laughs> it's it's the almost the same as when I found out that the kissing booth was the story was written by a 15-year-old. <laughs> it all makes sense. It just it really clears up a lot of thoughts. The whole movie, you're like, this isn't how high school works at all. I, I, yeah, at I no saw point. an interview with Benny, who is the one that directed it, and he talked about how um, he like wanted to make a high school movie only based on other high school movies he's seen, 
I guess it's successful then, if in that but, regard. But those are good high school movies. So I guess, like, if you is that combine... why is that why the Breakfast Club is in this movie? And that's a hundred percent why the Breakfast Club is in this movie. There, they come up. I thought they only came up once, but there are they come up a couple times. They come the up characters. a lot. There is just a group of. unnamed characters only one of them ever has a line but they're all dressed up like the characters from the breakfast club (laughs) and if and it was like the one who was oh wait that could be a connection an an accidental one with molly ringwald (laughs) (gasps) but the one and that's the one who had the line the molly ringwald the molly ringwald uh character was talking and i i was like looking at her and i was like she looks a lot like uh, Molly's character in The Breakfast Club and then I started looking at the people around her I'm like wait they're all dressed <laughs> like The Breakfast Club and then like right when they went to walk away the one uh, the uh, what's his face you know I no idea <laughs> I can't think of his name um, like the, one of the characters in the movie or in real life what he did the the fist uh, oh the um the ju- Judd I'm getting a judge. <laughs> okay, I have to confess something. I've never finished The Breakfast Club. I knew you were about to say that. And I think <laughs> I think it's so boring. I really don't like the movie. I've fallen asleep every time I've tried to watch it. Judd Nelson. Yep, see, I, I got it from somewhere. Um, that's, it's good. It's good. <laughs> that, that's my confession. I'm sorry if that's, that's my controversial movie opinion. Yeah, I'm fine with it. Um... So, okay, the logline that uh, Netflix provided for this movie was, um, and it literally just sums up the entire plot, Maddie and Cole were inseparable before high school, then she got popular, he didn't, but after Maddie is betrayed, she and Cole reunite to ruin prom. Pretty much sums up the first hour of the movie. (laughs) I guess the feeling you get is the Fine Brothers. You like they don't really know what prom is. They the definitely don't know what prom is. Movie. They also don't know how to how a principal acts. <laughs> they don't know how parents act. They, do, they don't oh know how God. friendships act. Okay, can we just talk about the opening scene of this movie just for a little bit? For this next pod, this um, new episode, we're gonna try hard not to make it two hours, so we're not gonna go. Not, scene by scene. Yeah. Also, I couldn't even do that because I don't remember really at all. <laughs> so they also don't know how principals act or parents act. <laughs> no, how friends act, really. No, how popular how kids are. Yeah, how people bully each other. Nerds. Doesn't... The fact that if you were bullied for wearing tidy whities you probably would stop wearing tidy whities <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so we'll, we'll get into it. I, yeah. I, I want to start with not knowing how parents act, because yeah. that's shown clearly from the very first scene in this movie. I was so... Like, I feel like my jaw was on the floor just in this first scene where I was like, oh my god. <laughs> It's kind of weird to me, because I don't know how to describe it, but, like, this movie just kind of starts. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, 
Okay, I feel like in Kissing Booth we kind of were warmed up a little bit with the voiceover and the montage. You know, with like with the normal movie, you get like establishing shots. You get like something to say, like, "Oh, the movie's beginning. Let's set where we are." But this movie begins with um, Joel Courtney and um, Sharknado guy leaving their house and just start talking and all of a sudden we're straight into exposition and plot and it's really it took me like halfway through the conversation to be like oh we're like getting into this already yeah we're like just straight in this movie right now so okay the guy from kissing booth is named cole in this movie and him and maddie are best friends maddie's the girl from starstruck (laughs) (laughs) um and so they, they're best friends, and they live next door to each other. That ends, that ends up being important, important detail in the dad's story later on. <laughs> we'll get there. We'll get there. But they live next door to each other, and they're best friends. Yeah, and it's their first day of high school, and um, Cole is walking with his dad to like go to school, or just to get, go to her house. I don't know why his dad's outside. It's it's not clear. <laughs> no. And, well, I guess it's not super unusual, but they, they ride their bikes to school together. But I guess yeah. it's not. But they have, like, this weird, weird, like, knock on the car. Like, she's sitting on a car waiting for him. Not sure why. And he, they do this weird knock thing that's supposed to be, like, their best friend to handshake, but it's just, like, you're just hitting your dad's car. You're just... It's on a car, which is, like, uh, you can see them. <laughs> that was... I forgot that that happened, so when, I, when it came up at the end, I was like, what is happening? <laughs> it's it, what defines their friendship. So Cole walks up to Maddie, does the weird knock thing, and then... Uh, and then... The dad chimes in. Just shouts from across the yard, because they're that close. He goes... Cole, stop staring at her nipples. <laughs> okay, right. <laughs> <laughs> I had to hit pause. I, it's barely a minute in the movie, and I had to hit pause to, like, just collect myself. This is, like, when I was just like, what in the world is this movie? And we are not even maybe even two minutes into this thing. <laughs> like, I'm sorry, what? And also, like, okay, his whole... The dad's whole arc is that he wants Cole to have sex. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, that line established his character really well. I'll give it to the Fine Brothers. It did. I thought that this was going to... I was like, oh, that was a weird thing for the dad to say. But they just really doubled down on... This is the kind of father that this person is. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> they just just went full force. Um, it doesn't get better from here. <laughs> He's He is absurd. Throughout the whole movie, he um, he his storyline is he once was a prom king, and he once he was like the popular bully kid, and he wants his son to have the same. But his son is an artist, so he's not <laughs> going to be the same. And he, it seems like his entire motivation is that he wants Cole to fuck Maddie. That just seems to be his wake up, think about that. <laughs> Which is weird that he likes Maddie so much because it's revealed at the end. We'll get into it. Right. <laughs> that he was the high school bully for Maddie's parents. And so why 
he would it doesn't make any sense if this is his life mission is one to get Cole to fuck someone but two to it it's clear that his life goal is to like make miserable Maddie's parents so why he would be okay with them being friends or like hanging out doesn't make any sense except for the fact that she becomes popular but she wasn't. She was. She was geeky like him originally. Yeah. What we're told. From what we're, we're not told. shown any geek activity from her. No. Except she wears a helmet to ride her bike. That's not. Yeah. That's it. Um. So they go to they go to high school and he gets literally walks, <laughs> takes <laughs> one step into the building and is immediately pantsed. <laughs> Which I like, don't know. I I went to high school for four years. Not a single time did I ever watch someone get pantsed. <laughs> Not, it's, the only pantsing, I think, that would ever occur in high school is between friends or, like, accidental in gym class. Yeah. Like, you're not going to pants a stranger who just walking walked in, into school. Yeah. And so then they're all like, he's wearing tidy whities um, It's important. <laughs> You know, he what? He's 14? Yeah. That's, that's whatever. Yeah. He doesn't look 14 because... <laughs> he looks like a complete man, but he's 14 in this meeting. He definitely had to shave before. <laughs> um, so then everyone's like, oh, haha, tidy. And then immediately everyone starts chanting at him, tidy. And then that just becomes his uh, nickname for the next four years. <laughs> Which, like... <laughs> Okay, I let's just pretend that he got pantsed and one douchebag called him Tidy. There is no way that high schoolers would remember that nickname for four years. But I, I, I apparently that's like the thing at this high school, though. Yeah. Because all, all the geeks have nicknames that stuck. I guess it's just like once you're bullied for something, that is just your nickname. <laughs> I guess. I can't. It's just like your most obvious flaw. And I just realized that every time I wrote it down, I wrote it as T I D Y. Yeah, he uses some. He uses those Tide Pods <laughs> to keep his tidy whities white. Um. So yeah, they they just start bullying him right off the bat, and then so the next so we cut to three and a half years later, so just mm-hmm. kind of like in the middle of senior year and. Maddie's became popular. Cole isn't. Cole has a female best friend. He replaced Maddie with <laughs> named. What I don't remember her real name. Okay, but it's I don't remember stuff. her first name. So her this was confusing. It was because her nickname is Stuffs, but her actual last name is Stuffs. We we get like four names for her. It's S T U F F T S is her last yeah. name. And the whole every time someone would call her stuffs and then she would correct them, be like, It's stuffed. I thought the entire time that she was correcting them onto what her actual nickname was, but turns out that was her real name. But it's just very convenient that her nickname is basically her last name. <laughs> it's one letter off. But then she also has the nickname of City, because her real name's Felicity. So we hear people call her Stuffs, 
stuffs City and Felicity throughout this movie. Yeah. It was just too many character names. Yeah. I... Yeah. I thought the whole time that they were setting up... Once again, this is what we applied to the kissing before. The whole time I thought they were going to set up that her and Cole were going to get together, and they didn't. So that was cool. I'm not that mad about it, but I'm mad Cole did end up with anybody. Oh, I'm super mad about it. I wrote down, um, (laughs) they're going to get together, and I'm going to be mad about it. (laughs) Yeah, and I, I was happy that didn't happen. I, yes, but I'm glad that um, they didn't really portray, they didn't go into the city stuff's uh, coal, they didn't set that up. Yeah. Which I I thought for sure that they were going to, and they didn't. It didn't seem likely. It didn't, they are, they were very, like, they would always sit very close to each other, so I thought that that was going to happen, and it Mm. it didn't. Um, But, But, and then Maddie has a new friend, too. Marissa, who we will be referring to as Cheryl, <laughs> played by Cheryl, and she's essentially the same character as Cheryl anyway. But she really excels at. I personally love the character of Cheryl just because she plays it so well. Oh, she's the best part of this movie. Easy. Oh yeah. I also wrote at one point that the girl who plays Stuffed was just acting her ass off. I didn't say it was good acting, but she was, like, really She was trying, trying. hard. <laughs> she was just really going at it. Um, Which is more than you can say for some people in this movie. Maddie. I just actually, I think that's just how Maddie is. <laughs> because I feel like... Her performance in Starstruck is very lackluster, and there's just not anything. No way. <laughs> she wasn't stellar in Starstruck. But so I think, um, I just don't think this is her thing. She, I, acting? She, acting in job. general. Her job, <laughs> she's not great at it. Well, she's, it's just, or maybe she is, I don't, I don't know. I used to say, I used to think that Tyler Posey... Because everyone would always say that Tyler Posey was such like a good actor, and that, from Teen Wolf, and I'd be like, I don't think he's that spectacular. And then I watched like one interview with him, and I was like, Oh yeah, he's great because he is <laughs> so different in real life than he is from his character. So maybe she's like that. <laughs> like she's, it's just, or it's just the fact that all of her characters that she plays are just so, they're just boring. Yeah. Maybe that was her, her her choice to show the shallowness and popularity because there's really not even that much going on with Maddie, you know? she She's an intellectual. <laughs> yes. If you anything. know what? I retract any bad thing I said. <laughs> <laughs> because Maddie's whole arc is that she loves prom. Yeah, which is a choice because it's a dance. It's prom, you know? Right. But... So the f- she ends up ruining the ruining of the prom. But okay, <sighs> I'm just we'll go into it. I, it's the end of the movie, but I don't care because I just need I need clarity. So the entire plot the plot is they assemble like the team of all the bullied people, Cole, City, and Maddie, and that they're gonna like 
ruined the prom for all the popular people because they've been screwed over. Maddie because Cheryl cheats or Cheryl makes out with Maddie's boyfriend and they're cheating on her together. So, but then at the end of the movie, Maddie's like, never mind. I love prom. I want to go. And then she ends up being the one like getting the like ruining prom things happening to her. But how did she not know the plan? Right. That's okay. That's what made me so mad is that she also just, it's annoying the whole Carrie thing. Yeah, I haven't. They they carried her, but what was it this time? Oh no! It was like tarred and feathered. They tarred and feathered her, (laughs) which happens more than once in this movie. It, it, yes. (laughs) Like one one guy, one of the bullied people. His name's Muty, which they make fun of ASL, and it's really uncomfortable. They make fun of. Although this isn't as bad as uh, so undercover, which I watched recently. So. Oh, I thought you were going to say this wasn't as bad as the actual hate crime that occurs in this movie. <laughs> we'll get to that. <laughs> <laughs> but so they, tar- they tar and feather this guy because he... he is going through puberty, essentially, and his voice yeah. is squeaking a lot. And so then he's like, I'm never going to talk again, which, like, you just don't... You have maybe, like, a month of that? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know male puberty that well. I, I don't get why they tar and feathered him to, like, make fun of the fact his voice is cracking. I, I think it was a parrot. They called him a parrot. But then why isn't that his nickname? I, that is a good, maybe they're like, parrot, and they called him parrot a lot, and then he stopped talking, and they're like, well, that's no fun. Let's just call him Muty. But I, I, they seem like the type to latch onto the first nickname that comes up. That is true. The people in this high school. I don't. You know what? I'm never going to even try and understand the thought process of any of these people. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. Um, so he gets tarred and feathered, and then their like, whole plan to ruin prom is to tar and feather the prom king and queen. Yeah, which she was part of planning. So when she, spoiler alert, obviously, wins prom queen, she's just like, oh my god, yay! And then is like standing on the stage, and it's like, you know what's about to at least grab the microphone and move out from exactly where it was supposed to be. I, it, it was so mystifying to me because there's not a scene there. Like all it would take is one scene where Cole not even talks to the whole group, just like goes up to city and goes, we need to change the plan. Fixed. One That's line how of you dialogue. Fix that you don't even need to go further into it. And then we know, well, except for the fact that there were carry references before that. They said that they were going to carry them. Well, then just cut that scene. Exactly. It's, it's a real easy plot hole to fix. But the fact they didn't do it, I'm so confused. And I'm just so tired of this... I don't know. I mean, I guess it makes sense that like they were just writing a movie based off their ideas of high school from other movies. But I just stop pouring stuff on the prom king and queen in movies. It's... Like... Done. <laughs> That that tuxedo was rented, the dress was expensive, like, it's it's way more severe than you would think. And also, like, just doing that to two people isn't going to ruin the entire prom. For a lot of people, it would probably make prom kind of great. It'd be like, this crazy thing happened. Yeah. And it's a story for your children. Can we talk about the other ways they sabotage the prom? Because none of them are that effective, and a lot of them are real strange. So they just straight up 
drug Cheryl. <laughs> I think at least it's with laxatives and not like right. anything else. See, I couldn't read what it said at, at, at like that quickly because I was so shocked. Because it's one thing to sh- like ha- like show a box of like a laxative or something like that, but this was like a prescribed laxative. <laughs> <laughs> That's like when they showed the prescription bottle, I was like, oh my god. Like, I didn't even read it because I was so taken aback by what they were doing. <laughs> they just straight up. So they gave her laxative, but like, which works immediately. <laughs> the thing that confuses me is th- that only sabotages Cheryl's prom. Yeah. Like, the goal was to ruin prom for everybody. This only ruins prom. Like, everything they do. Only ruins prom for, like, two people. Yeah, and they... Okay. The big one. Uh, before that, I want to do this other small one. We'll yeah, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. So, they send a text to the jock's phone of a shirtless <laughs> dude. I don't, know, I don't know if it was to one of their phones or all their phones. I don't... It's so confusing. I have literally no idea. It doesn't make... Uh, somehow, some jock's phone ends up with a shirtless dude on it. And then, like, they all start accusing each other of being gay. I didn't, I didn't really understand whose phone. I didn't understand the logistics. And they do the same thing to, like, the gays, the gay group, except it's a photo of Donald Trump. And they all are like, oh, you're a Republican. And they all, like, just kind of get mad at each other. They're like, you're not but, like, g- really gay. But, like... Having a photo, someone text you a photo, Donald Trump, what makes you go, that person's a Republican? I have literally no idea. That part, I was just like, what is happening? I, I have literally no idea. So that was, that part was confusing too. And then you can get to the big one. But I did write, I, I did write TJ ruins the football players and the gays. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, TJ's one of them. He's one of the few without a nickname. He's a gay jock, and he's bullied by the jocks for being too gay and the gays for being too athletic, which was... they Again, we're in a movie that treats gay people really weirdly. Yeah, not poorly. Well, yes, poorly. This one poorly. This one poorly. Like, I feel like out of all of them, I think TJ had the worst bullying oh for sure they literally like put a bunch of dildos in his locker wait we forgot the hate crime we'll we'll go back we'll go back we'll go back we'll go back (laughs) (laughs) no i'm just saying one person was bullied more than that um but yeah they they threw yeah i they put he just he really had a rough time i don't get why the gays wouldn't accept him. So they treat all the other gays are super stereotypical and it's kind of gross. He's really Just bad. Like, yeah. And then, so they have, they set up you to feel bad for TJ because he's being really badly bullied. But then they make him a total asshole he's a, for just no reason. He calls Cole fat. <laughs> Which kind of after, a little bit. After Stuff's Promises him that Cole will give him a blowjob. Which Cole, Cole didn't seem to against, I will say that. But that is true. 
He was more of like, oh, come on. <laughs> but it was like, whoa, don't solicit him out. <laughs> what are you doing? Um, but, okay, go it, ahead. But they just turn him into a total dick for no reason yeah. at all. We get no indication that he's should be like that, except for the fact that he's technically still a jock. But, like, he's bullied, so why is... <laughs> he's, like, one of them, but also not one of them, but they don't, like, turn on him at all it just makes no sense when one i say one of them like the geek squad yeah okay and then so the big one is they just straight up bully this guy for being jewish and it's real bad it's what uh, disturbing to watch it is so the hate crime that occurs is um the two like jocks are like Trying to shove pork down his throat. Yeah, and like put a like shoving it in his face, picking up like a fake pork, like pig mask, and wearing it or like putting it in front of him, and uh, yeah. And it, it it was it was gross to watch. Like I was very uncomfortable. I was I I like I know that they're not real and these are characters, but it like honestly put like a pit in my stomach. Like this whole yeah. little montage with him. Because and they, um, it, cause guess what, guys? It doesn't stop there. <laughs> <laughs> they also take off his yarmulke because they're not allowed to like move without it on, and then like throw it on the ground and like play catch with it in front of him, and <laughs> it's just some real disturbing okay. shit. I did I did a little research just because I wanted to um be less mad at this is the fine brothers are jewish okay so i guess and they grew up like the the character is like an orthodox jew like he's very strict religious he wears i don't know what they're called but they call them strings it's like the um uh, like the religious belt that orthodox jewish people wear that has like strings of fabric hanging off of it and so that's his like bullied nickname is strings and so the Fine Brothers grew up Orthodox Jewish as well. So, like, I guess this character is, like, based off, like, that part of them. Yeah. Is that, that might be why they gave him the worst deal. But I don't know. It really, really made me uncomfortable. Like, that's when they're, like, turning, like, the bullies that we're supposed to hate. Like, you can do that without making them, like, straight up, like, super villains. Right. Like... Just calling him strings would be enough for me to be like, these guys suck. <laughs> you don't need to actually, like, be that horrible. Yeah. But so let's talk about what happens to him at the end of this movie. Okay. The other thing that they ruined the prom with is... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> they take a picture of one of the bullies. Um... And put an emoji slash clip art of a penis. And somehow, <laughs> that is a sex crime, according to this movie. Right. <laughs> because I I guess everyone just believes that this was his penis. I, but, like, it's, like, a really bad Photoshop job. It doesn't make sense. Yeah, it's it's in the middle of... His sweatpants. It's not even, like, at the edge. I don't know. It's not... It's very clearly that this is not coming from his body. And... (laughs) 
and and he gets so it's, it's str- what's his real what's his character name? I don't know. Strings. Ephraim. No. Yeah, Ephraim. Ephraim. Yeah. Something like that. Um. So he he's the one who like photoshops it, and he's he, they ruin this. They do have like a slideshow with like a bunch of pictures, and this is like the big finish reveal. But like he gets arrested. And, like, charged as a sex offender. Yeah, he has to register as a sex offender for the rest of his life. Like, what? And he goes, worth it. (laughs) What? What the fuck? (laughs) Which, this character... Okay, well, that's... He does it, because it's clear that this isn't part of his, like, plan. He, um... Because... She like disappears and then they see him you see him editing it right before so like this is like him doing this separately besides the plan right like the the slideshow was the plan but he that's added like specific final picture that's that final picture was added during the prom he did that because this particular bully actually did commit a sex crime by sending around pictures of one of the other girls that was bullied like, a nude of herself and distributed it around the school, which is actually illegal. The actual sex crime. If you're going to, if you're going to arrest one of these people, it's going to be that one because he actually did do something illegal. Yeah. Um, but her, her nickname. (laughs) Her nickname is Tig because of her Tiggle bitties, (laughs) which I have issue with. One, they're not, they're not big. They were big. That was what I was going to say. <laughs> they were very average, if not small. So, like, I, I, have you seen the show Killing Eve? No. So it's, a, it's this really good show on BBC America. But one of the characters, the first thing we learned about her, like, her identifying feature, the first thing they say about her is that she has large breasts. and Or no, that she has small breasts. It's the opposite around. Like, you learn, like, it's an important plot point that she has small breasts. And then you finally see her, and she has large boobs. <laughs> and it, it almost ruined the series for me, because I was so confused on why they made that choice. But this is the opposite of that. And it's like, you know that these kids aren't clever enough to call her that, because they're, like, it's not like, oh, she doesn't have big boobs, so let's call her Tig. Yeah. And the weird, the other weird thing is, like, in her back, you get a backstory for all of the, like, bullied people. In her backstory, she's dating one of the popular people, and she's, like, this normal-looking girl. And then he, like, he sends the nudes and stuff. And because she gets bullied, she, like, all this, she dyes her hair gray and gets a (laughs) nose piercing. (laughs) I guess the only way that I can, like, make that make sense in my head is that she wanted, since, like, nudes of her went around that she wanted to kind of like have a different appearance that, that would make sense if she was like i think it would make sense if she was like one of the popular girls in the flashback but she but was still, still nerdy like, she still like was nerdy in the flashback so i don't get like what this whole transformation thing that's was. what both girls that were bullied that turned nerds were dating the popular kids before they got bullied in their nickname yeah um, which is interesting. But, but yeah, so he becomes a sex offender, so which <laughs> is just... It's... And he starts dating Tig. That's a plot line. 
Yeah, so he does that because he does that specifically to that kid because he's the one who sent her pictures around. Yeah. And it was like retaliation because he, likes, he yeah. likes Tig. And Tig, there is a moment where Tig told him to look at down her shirt, which was a weird moment. <laughs> it was it was strange. Um I think the bro- these brothers just think that like girls want men to look slash talk about their boobs all the time. It it seems that way. Between that whole thing and then the nipples comment, it just seems like that's what they think that that's for. <laughs> Alright, back to... We're not going to play-by-play the movie, but some things that happened. So, Maddie and Cheryl <laughs> are... Um, so last, in the kissing booth, we had the OMGs because they were... That was, like, the first letters of their names. This year we had, or this movie, we have the M&Ms. Because Maddie and Cheryl's name is Marissa in this movie. Yeah, the girl who plays Cheryl's actual character name is Marissa. (laughs) So they're M&M, and they're, there's a a part, which I rewatched, I think, ten times, because I was laughing (laughs) so hard. But... There's also one of the nerds and one of the popular kids looked almost exactly the same to me. It, Which one? It's the one, or not, I don't know, it's the the one that delivers this line. Okay. That we're going to talk about in a sec. <laughs> <laughs> Looks exactly like the one who gets uh, his, uh, his uh, emoji penis on display. Those two okay. characters look almost identical to me. Because they're just both tall and blonde, I think. I just, we're just bad. <laughs> they're indistinguishable. I, I know who you're talking about now. So, we we see that they're popular, and they're walking down um, the hallway, and a character yells, like, oh, it's the M&M's. And then the other one's like, oh my god, they're fantastic. And then the one, like, turns as they're walking past him and goes, they're called M&M's because their names both start with M, Maddie and Marissa. <laughs> And I was just like, <laughs> thank you for that just blatant exposition. <laughs> I, w- I appreciated it because it was one of the stronger jokes of the movie. And I, I want to write, uh, I, I just want to say that I wrote down, I bet she gets cheated on when I was at four minutes. <laughs> <laughs> and like literally immediately after the M&Ms are are on screen, I was like, oh, Cheryl's gonna make out with Maddie's boyfriend. And that happened literally six minutes later. (laughs) (laughs) Her finding out was one of my other favorite jokes that they intended to be jokes that actually were funny in this movie. It's like, so um, Cheryl leaves, and then her phone rings, and Maddie looks at it, and it says, like, tanning salon. And then Maddie goes, oh no, she has to take this. (laughs) And that's why she finds Cheryl making out with him. But that made me laugh. I thought the way that the movie should have gone, should have should have done this, is that she should have put, she should have like answered the phone for her, and it have been her Maddie's boyfriend's name was Kane. Um, answered the phone, and it was Kane, and she just put the number under something else like tanning, but like tanning. That's what I. That's, that's what, what I, th- I thought was going to happen. Yeah, that's what I thought too. But instead, she's like, oh, i got to go to the bathroom. And then she walks away. And then Maddie sees the, this phone call, follows her out into the hallway where Cheryl and Kane are just making out 
in the middle of the hallway. <laughs> just in school. I don't even think it was like after school. No. Like it wasn't clear. They were like in the library or like computer lab or something. Yeah, they were like in yearbook class. Were they making I think they were making a yearbook. They were I think they were making a yearbook. Um and this is when she just goes, Oh fuck. And it's <laughs> very understated, but it made me laugh because I was like, Oh, okay, just throwing in an F word right here. <laughs> but like, why would why would it's it is implied that Cheryl doesn't give a shit that Maddie's gonna find out slash wants her to? She really, oh, she really does, but I think this is a good time to bring up the pigeon motif. It is. <laughs> <laughs> something that, something that is absolutely never in this movie explained. The, so confusing. I, like, the first time it was said, I had to replay it a few times to be like, is that what she just said? They just, Cheryl just starts calling Maddie a pigeon. Or a pigeon. Well, like, Maddie calls Cheryl a pigeon first, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, when they're joking around being friends, she's like, oh, I'll tell everyone you're a pigeon. And I'm like, a-, a what? And then they, like, say pigeon later. And I'm like, is, is that, like, th- the insult? And then later, part of the slideshow that they ruined prom with is a picture of the cheerleaders, but they edited their heads as pigeons. So this is like a school-wide joke, which they never explain how or why that means anything. <laughs> and like, what, sh- throughout the entire movie, Cheryl is like taunting Maddie by just sending pictures of her ex, like just making out with Cheryl. Yeah. And like, but she also would send these fo- Photoshop pictures with Maddie's head replaced with a pigeon head. Right. Uh, with, uh, that she took with Cheryl or her boyfriend to like mock her but we, or something. I don't. And the pigeon thing comes up like a handful of different times, like throughout the movie, but it's never explained even a little bit. I do want it when. <laughs> so she walks in on Kane and Cheryl making out, and then they keep making out. They're like, we don't care that you see us right now. And then Cheryl licks his lips. <laughs> like literally like just puts her like sticks her tongue out and just weirdly outlines his entire lips which is weird on its own but his whole face is in the shot and he is just staring so blankly like <laughs> it made me laugh it made me laugh so hard because it was like so they start dating, so we're supposed to think that he likes her. I, I think. But he isn't even... If that was happening... <laughs> wouldn't you... He just is looking straight ahead in the blankest of stares I've ever seen in my life. Almost like the only way I can kind of comprehend this scene is that the Fine Brothers were like, we're not going to include your eyes. <laughs> <laughs> because this is all about Cheryl doing this weird thing. It's just going to be, like, just, you can really only see your lips. So he was like, okay. So he kind of was just, like, staring blankly ahead. And, like, I, it's just, like, the creepiest thing to watch. <laughs> yeah, it's, like, kind of, like, a parody of, like, 
that frequent like licking sexy shot but it's just way further out than you would think yeah and he's like it's just so surreal to watch because he's just like i don't it's so funny to me because <laughs> he's just it's like good. uninterested <laughs> <laughs> um okay so the principal oh boy a lot to say about the principal. The prince. I I wrote down when it happened when she first came on. I said, "Ooh, female principal." Um, I immediately changed my opinion on that. The excitement disappeared so quickly. <laughs> she refers to prom as the night of the big P, which I enjoyed. <laughs> um, and then the whole time she wears like weird dresses and outfits and. It turns out that she was popular in high school, and then... <laughs> Wouldn't that be fun, though, if um, this movie was called F the Big P? <laughs> Fuck the Big P. <laughs> just, just all letters. <laughs> so she was popular in high school, and then went and just became principal of the high school, I guess. I, that's really her whole deal. Yeah, she's, like, attached to high school. That's her thing. Yeah. She wears a prom dress to the prom. Um, so that's a thing. That's fun. Um, she also... But she, when she was talking about how her how she was popular in high school, she said that she was... She was like, oh, I was in the... I was on the honor society. <laughs> is that... She is smart. Yeah. She's she's the youngest female principal in school history. Yeah, but like as she was listing all these like she was like I was head cheerleader. I was in the honor society. I was like I've never heard like being in the honor society as like a thing popular kids do. Again, the fine brothers don't know. <laughs> that is true. I was like talking as someone who like was in the honor society. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so like they assembled the nerd team. And like they all have their like backstory montages and i i would say See, maddie was betrayed and now she wants to ruin prom yeah because she so was they assemble the team and i would say that's when the movie starts to fall apart like everything before then is like kind of silly fun and you're like well this movie's stupid but you're like enjoying it and i would say after that moment is when it's your start it starts to be like wait what's happening <laughs> So um, I'm just I'm I'm so lost in all of this. Although there was a moment where Ma Maddie confronts Cheryl about like why are you so horrible to me, and then Cheryl just like is like well you did this and this and this to me, and it sounds like Maddie <gasps> absolutely deserved some retaliation. I I I wrote, I wrote down in my notes. I was like wait are we supposed to like Maddie because Cheryl's like you gave me an eating disorder right. Oh, that's just glossed over. Or no, she said she told her that, like, she was fat and, like, stop eating that or something. And then Maddie's like, I was trying to help. And it's like, we're supposed to, we're, we're still at this point supposed to be, like, rooting for Maddie. And it's like, no, she was a disgusting human being. And, like, refused to, like, tag Cheryl in pictures, which, like, is a dumb thing to, like, be mad about, but it's also a dumb thing to, like, refuse to do. Yeah, it's weird. She was like, I don't want you to pop, like, benefit off my popularity. 
Because Maddie has a big Instagram following because she wears her hair different every single day. And I, I was paying attention to this on my second watch. Because I, 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 star- I watched this movie once. Like, I started it to be like, oh, let's see if this movie's bad enough to review. And then I was like, oh, it is. But I watched it way too early, so I had to watch it again and take notes. So I've seen this movie twice, like Lauren <laughs> saw our last one twice. Um, but Maddie, um, I was paying attention to hairstyles every time, and they were different every time. Yeah. That was, that was detailed filming. And at the end, once she, like, loses her popularity, she, like, walks in and everyone's like, oh, my God, Maddie's wearing her hair the same way. Like, oh, my God. And then, like, um, pretty, I don't know if it's then, but, like, there's a part where, like, they show Cheryl, like, laughing as, like, Maddie's follower count just, like, drops down. <laughs> Love um, But some things before... Oh, wait, I'm just... I still want to keep talking about this Maddie and Cheryl scene because it takes place in the bathroom. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so we learn that, like, Maddie kind of deserved Cheryl to backstab her. Maybe... Maybe... A little bit. Not Kane. She didn't really do anything to Kane. It doesn't really sound like for him to be. It just seems like he's just a dick. Yeah, he just likes to. We're supposed we're supposed to like not be mad at him at the end, but that's not deserved even a little bit. Mm-mm. Which he was actually the. Um, did you watch Bo Burnham's show? Zach Stone just wants to be famous. I did not. He was the the younger brother in that, which I thought was funny. Kane was. Check that out if you can find it. <laughs> Um, quick advertisement. Quick advertisement. Shout out to Bo Burnham. Will, Watch eighth grade in theaters soon. <laughs> I will always uh, plug whatever Bo Burnham is doing. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we're supposed to like Kane at the end, but he's still a fucking asshole. Um, yeah. at, at no point is any sympathy for him warranted, even a little bit. Well, th- that's the one thing I was confused about. Going the thought of sympathy and like going back to are we supposed to like Maddie or not? Because it seems like we are, but then, so she, J- Cole, Joel, Cole, Joel, whatever. That is confusing. Asked Maddie to prom, even though they weren't going to go to ruin it, because she said she actually wanted to go to prom. But then Cheryl gets jealous of that, and Cheryl tries to ask Cole to prom by sending him nudes. <laughs> Which... And also very frequently saying that she will fuck him on prom night. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> very, uh, multiple times is this stated. Yeah. And so, he, but, so Maddie decides that's a good idea so they can, like, sabotage her from the inside. But then Maddie gets sad and actually wants to go to prom. So, and then Kane tries to get back with her because Cheryl left him for Cole. And then all of a sudden Maddie's, like, a dick again. Because she's going to prom with Kane, even though she already made it clear she wanted to go to prom with Cole. And then, uh, and then she gets tarred and feathered. It's it's very strange. We're supposed to like Maddie, but I she sucks. She just sucks. She really does not redeem herself. In in the end, she I guess she's supposed to, but like she, literally from. She's fine in the opening scene when they ride their bikes to school. Yeah. As soon as they walk in, because that's a big thing, is that he gets pantsed and she just like kind of like runs away and like never talks to him again. Which was very against the very little character we had set up 
for her. Right. Like, it was set up she was a very good friend, and all of a sudden, she immediately betrays that idea just out of nowhere. Yeah. But from that moment on, she is a disaster of a person, and it's just really shitty. And at no point deserves your sympathy. Because <laughs> even when she's popular, she's a dick to everybody, but she's also a dick to Cheryl. Um, and then... It's like, let's ruin these lives because, like, I see v- I, what popularity has done to people and how bad it is. So let's ruin it for these people. And then immediately, like, right before prom, gets back with the popular kids and it's like, don't ruin the prom. I love prom. And then wants to date Cole after that. <laughs> the moment, like, popularity becomes available to her again, she jumps at the chance to have it. Yeah. And then... She, they give her the prom queen to tar and feather her because they're mad at her, rightfully so, because she's a, she's horrible. Which again, she should have known about. Yeah. It's her own fault that this happens to her. Yeah, it really is. Um. But so, should we just talk about how this movie ends? Well, I have some stuff, before we get to the ending, I, I have a lot of stuff that I wanted to talk about before we got there. Please go ahead. Um. Cole's dad. We gotta get back to him. There are... It's explicit that Cole's dad thinks Maddie is really hot. It's creepy. And at one point he says to Cole, I bet that girl is killer in the sack. Um, Which is... Yeah, let, let's just be silent for a second. Let's let that just... soak in. <laughs> And that's not even the last he says of uh, of that. Her pres- of her presumed sexual prowess. He also says, uh, "Here, let me go through my notes real quick. Let me just we'll just finish talking about the dad. We'll wrap the dad up. Does that sound good? Yeah. Okay. So not only does does that happen, <laughs> I wrote the adults in this movie don't understand high school. <laughs> <laughs> so." I don't know what that was in reference to. All right, so... Most of the movie. Most, just most of the movie in general. Well, the dad is a dick when they're meeting with the other nerds. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, oh, who's hanging out with Cole? Oh, the nerds. Um, which, like, okay, whatever. Um, but later, Maddie goes back with Kane. He... Cole is upset. He, like, runs into his room... And he rips up a piece of paper in half, which seemed to be, like, his blueprints for ruining the prom. Mm -hmm. And the dad walks in and says, oh, like, what are you doing? I don't want you destroying the house. (laughs) All he did was rip up one piece of paper. And then says about Maddie, if I was 25 years younger, I'd want to hit that. Yeah, just consistent gross stuff about that. Then we get this whole scene with Cole and, and the dad. This is like this is before prom, where uh, we're supposed to have sympathy for the dad and like him at this point. The the weird thing to me was the speech sounded like something Cole should be saying to the father. Like it would have worked better if it was Cole's speech saying it to his dad. Yeah. And, like, would have worked for character development for Cole and that kind of stuff. 
It wasn't. But it wasn't. It was the dad saying it about how Cole should feel towards him. And it was very strange. Yeah, he keeps saying, like, I'm a bad dad. That's why your mom left. Because I suck. <laughs> um, I'm paraphrasing, but... Not wrong. <laughs> it would not... Yeah. And then he, um... So basically, so then it's explained, which, by the way, there was a scene earlier when uh, Maddie's parents, because Maddie's parents were bullied in high school, um, where they were um, at prom. I kind of liked this as like a story element with this part right here. I guess. Because from my limited, my lowered standards of this movie, (laughs) I liked this, this story element. But um, earlier in the movie, we see um, her parents talking to Maddie about uh, prom and how they hated it and they were bullied and how they were they, they were announcing prom king and queen and they said their names and then they stood up and they were like, the guy was like, oh, just kidding, like, fuck you. And then um, later it's revealed that that was uh, Cole's dad. Yeah. Which I did like. Although, I'm almost 100% sure the kid who plays younger dad is in the movie as playing other characters. (laughs) Oh, like, I I wouldn't doubt it for a second. But, so, like, but it's supposed to, I guess, at the end, he's supposed to, like, develop and, like, be develop by, like, liking or talking to the mom, but then he's like, you're still weird, though. Yeah. And, like, they're neighbors because he, like, wants to torture them or something. I don't So I don't so then know. It's, yeah, it's... So then it's... The, the only part... I want to clarify. I said I liked the story element. The only part of the story element that I liked was that earlier we saw the scene of them... Of the parents getting up and, and being pranked at prom. Um, and then later seeing that again from his perspective. That is the only part of this... Of, the, of what I liked about it. Yeah. Um, it was a fun connection, that, but it didn't go a fun, anywhere. A fun connection that, like, kind of was like, oh, that's cool that they did that. Yeah. I was saying... <laughs> Nothing else that this dad says in this scene makes literally any sense. <laughs> I was saying Cole, when saying Cole's dad so much, reminded me we forgot to discuss something very important. It's, like, right at the start when he's talking with Maddie, and she's like, I want to ruin prom now. Will you come to prom and ruin it with me? And... Cole's like, I can't, I have an art, he's an artist, even though, right. he, like, all his drawings didn't even bring this look up. like this, like, anime deviant art bullshit. Yeah. But, so she's like, come to prom, ruin it with me, and he's like, I can't, I have an art show that will decide if I get into art school or not the same night. And then she's pretty much just like, please, and then he's like, yeah, okay, I won't go to college. Right? That's what happens. <laughs> Yeah, he the big his, the big thing is that he wasn't going to prom because he had this art show, and then I guess just throws that entire thing away just because Maddie wants to ruin prom. It, but it's like it's not made clear that he won't go to he won't get into this art school if he doesn't do this until the end, where like Maddie redeems herself by getting him into the art school anyway. But like, it's so if all he had to do was send in his samples, why didn't he do? that? I don't know. Like, he, like apparently, like, he, to ruin this prom, he threw away his chance of getting into art school, is what we're told at the very end. But, 
Maddie gets into it anyway by just sending his samples into the art school, which he could have easily done. It literally makes no sense. He could have been like, hey, sorry. I mean, colleges aren't going to... I don't know. I feel like by prom, you should know where you're going to college and if you're accepted or not. Yeah. What, why? Yeah. What? What? Prom is like just before school ends. So why is this art school right. just now deciding who gets in and who doesn't? Because I was gonna say like, colleges would understand if you said like I have to finish up my high school stuff before you know this. But also I was like, they wouldn't have this event in May or April. Oh, they just wouldn't. That's the other thing. It's like two days after graduation. Maddie and Cole finally forgive each other, and then Cole's like, I have to leave for art school now. Okay, he says that he has, he says he has to leave right now for, for art school at commencement. It makes no sense! And this is not even, like, the first movie or, like, thing about, I've, about high school I've seen where a character says that. That is not how that works. There, I can't. It's like I'm gonna. I want to do research and legitimately see if there's any like college that's like this because I have never heard of this before. I'm sure there are colleges that do summer programs that you would start maybe a month or two before the year starts, but like they're not not that quick. I don't like. It's, there's no it's way. Never the day after graduation. No. Maybe July. But, like, even then, it's, like, there's, I know programs that, like, you come and then you come back and then you go to school. Like, it's, like, before school, but you'll end up coming back. A lot of colleges that are far away, if you're going to faraway college, they have, like, orientation, that kind of stuff that just happens just a week before. So you just move in a little early and get all that out of the way then. I've never heard of, like, this crazy moving schedule that also happened in the kissing booth. It's, yep, except he left. He didn't leave at commencement. He left right after prom. <laughs> he left even earlier. He didn't even graduate. Okay. Oh, my God. So, basically, so the dad ends up saying that he bought... He they that Cole needs to ruin the house be, or not the house. <laughs> Cole needs to ruin the prom because um, popular kids need put in their place. Basically, he's like, if I I was popular and I'm a asshole because I was popular, I even bought the house next to the nerds I bullied in high school because I'm that much of a fucking dick. Um, <laughs> which. I was like, we could have a much nicer house and your wife wouldn't have left us if I didn't move into next to my high school targets. <laughs> Sometimes I wish we had like video along with this because like I can't control my face just even talking about this. <laughs> I know, I feel like with the kissing booth we were just like, "Oh, ha, ha, like having fun." Or this movie it's just like a lot of how I we feel about this movie is just like just staring off and thinking about it. <laughs> and like empty size. And and just like uh, and it's a lot of just like just just silence where we're just like I what what can we even say? <laughs> That's our entire review of this movie, just What can uh, we even say? Oh no, it's just a grunt. <laughs> <laughs> just, <laughs> just, uh, uh, 
Uh, I wrote I, during the movie. I wrote, "Fuck the prom, fuck this movie." <laughs> <laughs> um, but so, so like it ends with Cole leaving. Like Maddie, Cole makes Maddie a comic. Again, he's a really bad artist. It's like stick figures and shit. But he's really not good. He's like in the, a comic of like their whole experience over the movie and in the end like the Cole character in the comic like convinces he loves Maddie. Maddie's like do you love me? And he's like yeah. They kiss and then he just like gets up and leaves for art school. <laughs> yeah and they like kiss and yeah they're not so they're not together um, which is good. There, I, There's like a good 20 minutes of this movie where I didn't take any notes because I just like got so annoyed. Like all I have in my notes is like, sorry guys, I stopped taking notes because I couldn't deal with what's happening. <laughs> That's fair. I wrote. I have a lot more notes that we didn't talk about. I kind of want to just kind of like try and skip through them. They're not about the actual plot. Yeah, uh, I was gonna say. So they like pull the sprinklers at prom to officially finally ruin it. Get everyone out. Cole gets pants again. Still in his tidy whiteies. <laughs> and then he has like this whole speech. But there's an important line in his speech where he t- he goes, "We didn't shoot up the school. We didn't yes, suicide. We just ruined prom." And I'm like, "What the fuck?" Like, don't mention a school shooting in a high school movie and suicide and suicide and just being like, "Hey, at least we didn't do that." It's in like... your lighthearted teen comedy, no. Oh God. Oh, this. And then, yeah, he gives, like, this wholehearted monologue, because um, he gets pantsed again at the end, and he's still wearing his teddy whiteies. And he doesn't um, pull up his pants to give his monologue. No, he gives his, his a full monologue about ruining the prom and how prom shouldn't be the highlight of your life. Um, and the whole time his pants are around his ankles, so that's... That that happens, yeah. So that's there. Um, but kind of going through... Oh, some of the stuff that we missed. So basically, there's multiple times when the M&M's... Like, there's a part where the M&M's and Kane, when she's, he's still dating Maddie, walk into, like, the cafeteria and, like, everyone just applauds them. Yeah. Which I kind of, like, it was, it was like, a, that, like, almost fit into what this movie was supposed to be described in. is like, a, like a almost the parody of high school movies is I guess what they wanted it to be and that fits like actually like standing up and plotting for the popular girls like that's like a funny like take on like the popular girls trope and stuff yeah and then there's a part where like when Maddie becomes popular when she starts dating Kane there's a part where they like push her onto they push her and Kane onto like a lunch table and then they just like crowd around her and clap <laughs> which was weird a, a big part of this movie is that so Stuffs is really good friends with Cole. And it becomes clear that Stuffs uh, was good friends with Maddie as well. And was dating Kane. Mm-hmm. And then she got her nickname because Cheryl... I really loved this scene. <laughs> and her, we get Stuffs flashback way late in the movie compared to everyone else. And so she's sitting in the bathroom. She was a cheerleader, so she was popular beforehand. And she's, like, sitting in the stall, and Cheryl and um, an unnamed cheerleader (laughs) walk in, 
And she notices that she's sitting there. So then she starts talking about, like, oh, Kane talked to me today. Like, good thing I stuffed my bra. Like, trying to get uh, stuffs to stuff a bra. Um, mm-hmm. But my favorite part was that the other character that walks in with Cheryl. That, that, that's, that was the girl that was on Britney Spears' team on The X Factor. <laughs> yeah. So she, so Cheryl goes, oh, she's, she's an Aunt Jemima. She's talking about stuff. She calls her. She's like, oh, she's an Aunt Jemima. And the the cheerle- the other one goes, "Oh, she's black." <laughs> <laughs> and then Cheryl goes, "No, she's flat as a pancake." <laughs> and I thought that was just so funny. <laughs> well, they can write jokes. They're few they and far can. between. They're, they're very there. they're very far in between. <laughs> um, but I thought that was funny. But um, so then stuffs stuffs her bra, and then Cheryl walks by because she was like hanging out with Kane stuffs was and then Cheryl falls on her and then reaches up her shirt and then grabs out the toilet paper <laughs> which is like <sighs> Cheryl Cheryl I guess that's her character is what it is it's like she is like the cartoonish villain but it's like just give her just a little bit of motivation for some of the things she does that's all I want <laughs> We got motivation for her wanting to ruin Maddie and Kane, but, like, this just seems, like, unwarranted. Yeah, I guess it's that she wants Kane, but, like, why would Kane break up with City for that? That's also, okay, that's why this is so confusing. So then he breaks up with Stuffs. Sorry, I'm moving chairs. You're good. Maddie, or, uh... Kane breaks up with Stuffs right after that, and then sh- so Cheryl did that to get him to date Maddie. Or no, they mention the fact that Kane and Maddie start dating is because. Okay, wait. Let me think this through. Wait, I think what it might have been is she breaks up Kane and City for so her. she can get with her, but so and she invited her to that practice, but then like Maddie ended up getting him at the practice instead of Cheryl. But then they they, start cheating together. Right. They mentioned something like like Maddie fell and he helped her. But he was only there because he was going to meet Cheryl. Yeah, there's a whole lot of telling and not showing. Like, that Uh, could have been a flashback. That could have been something. There's There's a million flashbacks in this movie. Why we couldn't just have this one like, like all the bullying flashbacks are like very lengthy. Like right. they're long flashbacks, but like flashbacks that could like be interesting. Like they're like, nope, we'll just tell you what happened. Yeah, like this was like, uh, so Maddie didn't know that Stuffs was dating Kane, even though they were friends at the time. I. And she also didn't know that Cheryl wanted to date, that he was going there to meet Cheryl, and then he ended up dating her. I don't get it. it like, it also seems like the two unnamed cheerleaders that are, like, big fans of the M&Ms, like, don't actually know them. Right. But, like, they're all cheerleaders. So wouldn't they all be the popular girls with friends and stuff? <laughs> it's so confusing. I don't understand. And, like, why Why did City all of a sudden become, like, a cliche emo after, like, not being a cheerleader anymore? Like, why did she not, like, enjoy that? Like, why did her entire personality change? Yeah, she could have still been a cheerleader even though she wasn't dating Kane. 
Because, like, the gay guy stayed a basketball player. Yeah. It, I don't get it. <laughs> I just don't. I, all right. Um, anyways, back to my going through. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, that that was a big detour that I wanted. I definitely wanted to talk about. But there's a part, once uh, Maddie gets betrayed and isn't popular anymore, she's talking to <laughs> Cole for, like, the first time in a while. And she goes to take a selfie with him. <laughs> and he's like, I can't. And she's like, why? <laughs> this is my favorite part of this movie. I forgot about it. And he goes, I- I've never taken a selfie before. Like, boy, what? <laughs> oh, no, that's not what I was talking about. The line after that is my favorite part. I know. <laughs> I know. So then she goes, you're... A selfie virgin? You're a surgeon? (laughs) (laughs) It's so dumb, but it's like, I love making that kind of joke. I love, like, just stupidly combining words. I think it's funny every time. But, like, why... How has he never taken the selfie? That doesn't make any sense. Because he draws it instead. (laughs) But number two is, like... Uh, <laughs> why does it? You know, you've taken a picture before. Why is this like? Oh, it's a selfie. I can't. Yeah, like just... he definitely talks about like they. She makes a joke that like, oh, you're a selfie virgin, but he definitely talks about it like as if it's an equivalent of like having sex. And he, <laughs> he's like, yeah. oh, I can't. I haven't done that. It's it's foreshadowing to. <laughs> them falling in love. I guess. She, she popped all of his cherries. <laughs> but then <clears throat> um, she tags him on Instagram and he starts getting a lot of followers and he's like, oh, I don't want that. So he deletes his Instagram account and everyone is so shook. Well, the, the weird <clears throat> thing about that to me is he was posting his art in on his Instagram and then when he found out people might see his art on his Instagram, he decided to delete it. But that then why did you post your art on your Instagram if you didn't want people to see it? Yeah, like that's what it's for. <laughs> I don't get it. Like unless it was private and that way just don't let them view your profile. Yeah. It's like do the Fine Brothers have an Instagram? <laughs> I prob I guess not. Do they know how it works? I don't um, know. I also wrote down oh well that's what the Molly Ringwald from The Breakfast Club <laughs> was upset that she couldn't find his Instagram, and they, she fainted when he, when he just nonchalantly said that he deleted it. Because in this world, that is completely just absurd. Um, but I, I also wrote around this part that the principal does nothing but make video announcements. <laughs> That's most of her job. <laughs> and while talking about prom, she was like, so the, in this world, seniors... It's a senior-only prom in this Mm -hmm. school. But she says, juniors, if you want to go, just make sure you just get a senior to ask you. And then says the line, it's only statutory if you get caught. (sighs) So. That that pretty much sums up this movie, honestly. Yeah, I feel like that's, yeah. Um, Yeah. 
I can't, the, I just can't with the principal character. Uh, it's she's so weird. I guess she's like supposed to be like what Maddie's afraid she'll become or something. But then Maddie wants to be popular at the end anyway. Yeah, I don't. I don't get it. I don't know. There, there was one last bit I wanted to talk about. It's like at the end, Maddie and Kane win prom king and queen. But Maddie, Matt, Kane doesn't go up to get like tar and feathered because City decides to like save him from his fate because when they were dating, he used to give her rubber bands <laughs> <laughs> because she likes rubber bands. And she says it so earnestly, like, you really knew me, like, you would give me rubber bands because you knew I liked them. And it's I mean, like, what? <laughs> and she's like, I know that sweet guy's still in there. And But although Cole did make fun of her for that later. He was like, oh, your rubber band thing? Um, <laughs> that makes it sound like, like a sexual thing. <laughs> he just gave her, uh, yeah. But we don't. I don't really know why she's... Because even in that conversation, he doesn't redeem himself, even. Yeah, he like, he's done nothing to, like, earn not getting tar and feathered. Like, Maddie's done more to earn not getting tar and feathered. Because, like, she, like, was nice to... She never, like, bullied these people. Yeah, she did nothing. But, like, she was still friends with them for a good portion of this movie. And, like, all she did was, like, decide she'd rather go to prom than sabotage prom. Like, she wasn't mean to them after... She decided to go to prom, but they, like, decide to ruin her? I don't know. It's a lot. Um, something I didn't mention, when the scene where Maddie is is talking to Cheryl in the bathroom, and I forgot about this part, but, um, and we figure out that Maddie is being a dick to Cheryl. Cheryl goes, I'm gonna pee, and, like, just, like, think about, like... (laughs) <laughs> what you've done or something like that and then like we hear her peeing and then this girl comes out of the locker room or like the, the another stall and says something like oh it all makes sense now. <laughs> and it's like you make revelations while listening to her pee <laughs> I couldn't tell you what actually was happening I loved it um, another point oh so one of the other nerds is sweats Oh, oh, yeah. Forgot because about him. he's very sweaty. And at one point I wrote down, gotta keep sweats moist. Because <laughs> every shot of him, you could tell that he was wet. <laughs> and, like, that, that was. There were parts where, like, all of a sudden this movie, like, went to cartoon territory for, like, no reason. And then, like, like, it, like, one, the interview I watched, he said he wanted it to be a realistic high school movie. But then it would get, like, super cartoonish at some points, like, with sweats. Like, like if he was sweating so much, it was, like, literally, like, squirting forward. And, like, other scenes like that, it, like, just was, like, tonally not what the movie said it wanted to be. It was super strange. And there was, like, squishing noises anytime he would, like, touch something. <laughs> but, and then at the end, it's shown, like, the one cheerleader from the X Factor, like, liked him. Right? Right. But, like, there was no buildup. Because she was the one who, like, originally bullied him. Yeah. And, but, like, at the end, she's like, let's dance. And it's like, why? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't... I don't know. I, this, I feel like this movie, I was so excited to talk about it. And then when we were talking about it, I'm like, I... 
I'm left speechless. <laughs> oh, another another thing they do to Cheryl, which is really fucked up, is they oh, yeah. like turn up. She was in the tanning booth, and they like either turn up the timer or like turn up the heat, which like that's really they shitty. Threw, they almost like Final Destination her. Yeah, and like tanning like that causes skin. skin cancer like very clearly <laughs> and so they like just made it so much worse and that's just so shitty <laughs> um and, that's, but, like, that's even before she just, they like, drug has, her like a very mild sunburn after that like they didn't even like go extreme with the makeup for it yeah like i only noticed it like in the right lighting it's not really even that big of a deal yeah Another thing that, like, really annoyed me is that, I don't know if it was, maybe just not, my, like, why voting is still happening for prom king and queen at prom? Yeah, not how, I, I, oh, wait, that is how mine worked. Really? Yeah, like, you, like, came in, and at the door, you, like, wrote down your vote. Oh. We, um, we voted for, like, a week before, I think. It was, like, in a homeroom or something like that. Uh, yeah. That's how, like, we did nominations. I don't yeah. know. I guess it just works. So that that was realistic. It wasn't online, though. I guess that's supposed to be, like, a new modern thing. I don't know if that is actually what happened. Yeah. I, I kind of forget. Like, ours wasn't, like, on paper, but I'm not going to discredit that because I feel like that some high schools probably do that. Yeah, that's what mine did. When I won Prom King... <laughs> it, like it's been so hard for me not to bring it up. I've been like I know, trying I was my waiting, best. I was waiting for you to do it. <laughs> but like I've been dying to say that I was prom king, and look how I turned out. <laughs> I'm not a comical bully. Did you vote for yourself? Well, oh come on, <laughs> really? What do you think? So did you? Did you go to prom because you're like I? Because <laughs> Maddie's whole motivation for like not wanting to ruin the prom is that she wants to win prom queen. Is that like your experience? Oh, okay, it's not like I. This is gonna make me sound like a douchebag. <laughs> you know, I no. I remember like junior year, like thinking like after the prom, after like junior year prom. I remember sitting there thinking like I kind of want to be prom king, but it's not like not like her crazy like levels. I, like... Did I manifest it for myself? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I'm not going to turn into, like, a dad trying to, like, get his son fucked, you know? <laughs> like, stop staring at her nipples, son. <laughs> <laughs> I will never say that to my children. All right. Um, now, so that's F the prom. Um, that's really all we have to say about it. It's... Yeah... It's, yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> so we we're, we we want to try like a segment where we go to IMBD or like maybe other places. Well, we're just doing IMBD now. We can check later, but and read some one star reviews. Yeah, this is we're trying movies. out this new segment called one star reviews. Wow, and we're just <laughs> we're so good at creative names for segments. We're so it's always <laughs> the same thing. Um, and so we're just going to read some one-star reviews. So this one is titled, Absolutely Horrendous. <laughs> um, this is on IMDb. Um, this movie is as close to insufferable as it gets. 
I thrive off of tacky teen movies, but this is next level. The characters are incredibly unrealistic and lack any depth. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Whilst the script is cringy and so far out of touch, it leaves me questioning if the writers actually <laughs> ever held a conversation with a youth in their lives. <laughs> T-T-A-Y-L, G-T-G, are we back in the era of flip phones? <laughs> Don't even get me started on the costumes. A young teacher wearing clothes fit for an elderly woman does not lead us as an audience to believe she is, in fact, an elderly woman. Oh, that was the YouTube star. Oh. Like Lily saying at the start, she's like playing this elderly teacher, but she's maybe 24 and right. looks 24 and it's super strange. Um, all of this displayed not even 15 minutes into what may just be the most horrific of, representation of the high school experience I have ever had, the de- displeasure of bearing witnesses to. <laughs> I would only recommend you watch this movie if you enjoy cringing and snickering at the notion that some 12-year-old somewhere is lapping this movie up believing that this is an accurate... This movie is an accurate representation of teenage and high school experience. There's going to be some homeschooled <laughs> high schooler who's going to see this and believe into the Fine Brothers vision and make an even worse movie up down the line. Um, another one is titled Zero Out of Ten Stars If Possible. Cliché teen flick trying to be top mean girls film with cliché expected scenarios and hot actors to hide the terrible story. Very cheesy and nowhere near a funny movie. Very superficial and sending out a message that being popular is the only way to survive. Don't watch the film and save yourself some time. I have no idea what the writer of this film was thinking. <laughs> I'm not going to read this whole review, but I, I just it's called negative one out of ten stereotypical <laughs> madness. But the lowest you can give is one. But if the first line is, I created this account just to say how bad this movie was. <laughs> so th- this is the level we're talking here. And I totally relate to that thought process. Is that this movie's so bad, like, you have to do something to let other people know. <laughs> this one is so many cliches. It says, oh, that was painful. I'm normally a fan of the fine bros, and I really dig their react shows. Unfortunately, thus was nowhere near that quality. Whoa. Well, the good thing for the Fine Bros is the re- their normal YouTube shows at most require them having the idea for it mm-hmm. and then um, editing other people's funny re- things that they drum up themselves without interference of the Fine Brothers. Um, he said the, this. He said this was it was puke inducing. That's fair. But he said the only redeemable parts were Danielle Campbell. And Joe Court- Joel Courtney's performances, which didn't, okay. Although the, end- <laughs> Although the ending was dizzying enough to make me hate that, too. <laughs> <laughs> You'd be better off watching Batman and Robin again, or maybe pouring lemon juice into your eyes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I feel like those are, pr- those are all pretty accurate. Those are, yeah. A lot of, like, don't waste your time. And so, sh- wh- what do you think? What are your thoughts? Should somebody waste their time on this? So, yeah. What? One through five stars. Uh, how do you rate? Yeah, I'm going to give it two ratings. I'm going to, from, un- until the, like, montage of assembling the ruining the prom team ends, up to that point, I'm going to give it 2.5. Like, it's not great but it's still like silly and stupid and fun enough like you can have it on and like be entertained and then after that point 
I'm gonna give it a, a one star because the wow. plot doesn't the plot doesn't make sense anymore. It's not silly and fun anymore. It just gets really bad. I think as a whole, let's get five being like, um, because we all know this movie's bad. We're not gonna. <laughs> But, like, five being, oh, it's bad, but, you know, we can watch it for fun. I think this might be a two. Yeah, I guess overall I can give it a two. It's not, but, like, I would rather watch The Kissing Booth again than this movie again. For sure. If you're gonna, if you're gonna watch a shitty high school comedy starring Joel Courtney, (laughs) if you're looking for that genre of movie... (laughs) 100% Hundred percent, the kissing booth. Um, yeah, because it's just not—it's bad, but not in an enjoyable way. Like there were moments in Kissing Booth where I'm like, oh, "Watch this moment; it's really funny," mm-hmm. or like, "Funny isn't it's bad, but you know, it's just like, oh, watch this, watch this, watch this." But in this one, it's like, I don't have a single thing to say you should watch like the best i can describe is kissing booth you're like oh this is stupid and then this one you're like oh this is stupid like oh this is like problematic in a lot of different ways (laughs) yeah a lot of very that's why i don't think they let the the woman screenwriter do anything because i feel like a woman wouldn't allow a lot of this dialogue (laughs) i'm gonna look up if she's done anything else she wrote an episode of How I Met Your Mother. I know that. So you've already done your research. I I briefly looked. I looked enough to be like, oh, girl. Oh, did I think she wrote? Oh no, she didn't write. She was in the new Annie. Oh, but she like worked with UCB. Right. And, like, so she has ex- comedy experience, I guess. So I'm just gonna assume that all of the jokes that I said I liked, she wrote. <laughs> <laughs> Well, like, her um, acting credits are longer than her writing credits. So I guess that's something. Maybe she's just not great at writing. Yeah, she's more of an actress. Oh, wait, she didn't write an episode of How I Met Your Mother. She was in an episode of How I Met Your Mother. Yeah, she wrote some of We Bear Bears, which I don't know what that is. No. All right, well. So. Because it's, it, it's, it's degrading to women. It's... Uh, it's somehow, like, it feels a little anti-Semitic. But it was right. It was written by Jewish people. Yeah, but, like, it, like, definitely, like, even though you're supposed to feel bad of him for him being made fun of because he's Jewish, he still, like, it feels like the movie's still making fun of him for being, like, so Jewish. You know what I mean? Yeah, and it's also, um... Really bad against gay people. Yeah. They're portrayed horribly. They're either, they're either judgmental and stereotypical and all the same, or they are uh, just a complete asshole, as TJ is. Yeah, there's like only one non-white person with lines, pretty much. Which... Okay, wait. Let's go back to when we they reveal that TJ's gay. There's, they find out because he's in the locker room about to kiss uh, someone on the football team or not football basketball team. Basketball. So he's like, sec like, an inch away from kissing this guy, 
And then everyone is just like, <gasps> and then the guy like freaks out and runs away. Yeah. Which is so conf- Was he just okay? Was Was he gay too? Right. Why was every like? It's not like people walked in either and found them standing it there. It seemed like they were all they were all just watching. They've been watching for a while, and they were just like shocked. But yeah, like he like he was gonna kiss him back until right. he like saw everyone else standing there. So why isn't he? So in, too? unless TJ was just forcing himself on this straight guy, which it did not look like that. No. But I guess that's what we're supposed to believe. I guess. <sighs> we both sigh at the same time. <laughs> because that's just... Uh, yeah. Oh, I, Too... I think we're just sick of this movie. We're sick of this movie. I was going to try and do a drinking game, but like... Let's do one shot. See, see what I did there? That's like one the, shot. the drinking game. Um, uh, you know what? Yeah, the drinking game is put open it on Netflix. Don't click play. Take one shot and then pick a different movie. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That's, That's the our whole drinking game. game. Um, and don't give them the place. Don't even hit play. <laughs> <laughs> just like look at it on your screen. Take a shot, maybe two, and then just watch something better. Like, look at the really shitty, like, poster for it. And just really think about it. With too many emojis for a good poster. (laughs) And then, yeah. That's it. That's our whole drinking game. Because I can't... I don't don't think this is fun to watch. It's not fun. fun. It's... I mean, they say fuck the prom 18 times. So if you're unless you're looking to get real drunk, take a shot every time they say up the prom if you really are dying to watch it. But that's really that's just at the end. So you're just gonna be taking a lot of shots right at the end. Yeah, you're gonna be real bored for a real long time. I guess you could take a shot anytime you um, are offended. Are offended. <laughs> for a minority group. I think that yeah, that's it. Because if you if you take even a sip every time you're offended, that's a solid drinking game for this movie yeah that that's a drunk night and there's there i mean they start off with the nipple comment uh we get the statutory comment we get take a take a shot every time he's a bad dad he's a bad dad and he talks about maddie that's all that's all a sip uh really anytime the principal says anything <laughs> um all of the jewish jokes all the gay horrible stuff yeah just take a sigh or uh, take a sigh just take a sigh take an ambient and just go to sleep (laughs) make sure you turn it off don't let them get i really don't want them to get the views (laughs) because they might do it again and that's what's most terrifying we don't want the fine brothers to ever make another movie stick to youtube please um i still want to know where this did this just go on on DVD somehow? Or, like, how was this? I don't know how this was released. I don't know any details. I tried to find it out, and I couldn't. Because it said it was TVMA on Netflix, which it's... With that many F-words, it cannot have aired on TV. I mean, unless they censored it. It's on HBO. <laughs> <laughs> Is that where it premiered? 
No, I, I, that's just like, I was just kidding, like about the episode. Right. Oh. <laughs> that's where it needs the premiere. And then on IMDb, it says not rated. I'm looking up the details. Um, a working title of it was Text Me When It's Over. That's just not a good title. And it doesn't make sense. Has really, there's not, there's like some texting, but like not enough to like warrant that title or warrant how many times emojis are in this movie. Like, did you look at the opening credits? Like, there were like emojis everywhere. And I'm like, what? <laughs> they like, don't understand young people or life, I guess. I don't, I can't. Yeah, they're just like, ooh, this is like a fun little youth thing. That's all we have. I'm sorry this was not as energetic as last episode. Like, this movie exhausts you. It really does. It's draining. Um, none of the characters are likable. Cole, maybe. Even then, that's a stretch. Yeah, he's he, like, gets too mad at Maddie for, like, what she did to him, you know? Yeah. He has lots of resentment. Um, they all suck, except for Tig. I think Tig's good. Tig's fine. Eh. She doesn't do anything. <laughs> That's why it's like she's not, like, great. She's, like, just, like, cliche emo. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Can can we just cut it, like, just that side, just end of the Uh, podcast? Just end, just like, mm, yeah. Yeah, bye.